Today we're going to talk about how to be a child again. At some point earlier this week, I realized that one of the most commonly printed, stated, and used words of the year has been resilience. And as I stopped to think about it, I can certainly see why. It's, it's made me realize that I was building a team, a group of friends, I'm building a family that uses that word consistently. It reminded me that I placed myself in an environment that gravitated towards the word or a focus on resilience in lieu of the word or a focus on pandemic or recession or social unrest. All words that have been quite popular in the media and the world outside, just not inside. So first I began to unpackage what resilience really is, where it comes from, and, and whether or not we could actually build it or grow it. Is, is resilience something we, we either have or we don't have? Are we born resilient? Do we become resilient? Can we lose our resilience? The definition of resilience is, is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. Immediately, I know that all of us either are resilient or can be resilient because it's based on our capacity to do something. Each of us are capable. Each of us have that capacity. The second part of the definition is the ability to spring back into shape. Elasticity. So that's definition number two. The ability to spring back into shape. Elasticity. Now this is where the work might come in. We have the capacity but do we have the ability? Ability is just a learned trait or skill. So again, all of us either are resilient or can be resilient. The word elasticity stood out to me this week specifically. Earlier this week, my nine-year-old daughter was walking on top of a log that, that protrudes out of one of the sand dunes outside of our, our home at uh, Cannon Beach. So just a few steps down. It's been there for as long as I can remember. It's just a few steps away from our house and we pass this log every single day when we go for a walk on the beach as a family. Now, countless times, and I mean that by definition, countless times, I have told her not to walk on that log as she could fall. And of course, countless times, she's hopped right up on that log, walked down at the balance beam, and then nonchalantly jumps off the edge and into the sand just a few feet below. Now, yep, I know, there's a lesson there for me as a parent. But this week, my fear was realized. As we walked out to the beach this week, I looked back just in time to see her slipping off that wet log, her little body slamming against that log, bouncing off of it like a doll, and finally falling a few feet to the ground below, and yes, head first into the sand. Now immediately I ran over, honestly thinking she was ridiculously hurt. I was holding back the urge to say, didn't I tell you not to? because I was convinced she had broken bones or, or potentially worse from the look of her fall. But before I could even reach her, she hops up from the sand, exclaims in, in, in this proud, almost singing voice, I'm okay, I'm okay, and was brushing herself off. Those two words, I'm okay, have become part of her almost daily language. As I reached her side and confirmed she, she was indeed okay, that she was unscathed, that she didn't even have a scratch, I couldn't help but tell my wife, I can't believe how resilient this kid is. And there it was. There's that word again. 
resilient. In that moment, the word elasticity couldn't be more perfect. It's the perfect description of children. At a young age, as our bodies and bones are still growing and forming and fusing and bending, we are far less prone to serious injury and broken bones, right? You or I, we slip off that log, we're in trouble. But Lily, eh, she hops right back up out of the sand. So it caused me to begin really connecting resilience with elasticity. Interestingly, our bones don't fully ossify until we're about 18 to 23 years old, depending on the human. We were created and formed with the need to be flexible or resilient. Yet at some point, as we physically grew, many of us became emotionally or perhaps psychologically rigid. We are emotionally fused. Now, psychological resilience is, is the ability to mentally or emotionally cope with a crisis or to return to pre-crisis status quickly. That is the, the, the clinical definition of psychological resilience. And as we think about that, how much calmer would the world be right now with a bit more psychological resilience? It may be the single most important quality to cultivate at this very moment. So what can we do? What can we do to be a child again and display resilience? I propose to you the three P's. The first one is program. Guys, program and control your thoughts. In cognitive behavioral therapy, the first step to change something about ourselves is to change the nature of our self-talk, our programming. This self-talk will begin to reinforce our real beliefs and our beliefs will reinforce our actions. Our actions will reinforce our habits. So we need to adjust our self-talk to eliminate conversations around how difficult, how overwhelming, or how challenging a situation may be. We need to program a life of ease. Now, we can easily begin to believe that we just can't handle it, uh, as opposed to ensuring our self-talk includes our affirming, I got this, I know what to do, I'm okay. A good friend of mine from Texas constantly says, it's fine. It's fine. Those two simple words, repeated and affirmed, will go a long way in building resilience. Remember, I'm okay. The second P, prepare. So we have program number two, prepare for challenges, prepare for crises, prepare for bumps and detours. As a person who bumps up against OCD and perfectionism, man, it is a daily challenge to prepare constantly for the unexpected. If I don't prepare for the challenge and even expect it to arise, then I certainly won't be ready to demonstrate resilience when that challenge shows up. We have, we have a litany of, of guests and interviews on this podcast of people that have dealt with challenges and continue to, to focus on living experiential lives. Why? Because they're prepared to. They're prepared to live experiential. How well we prepare for the unexpected is the key. Coaches and, and sports psychologists will have their athletes go through a process called visualization, whereby they literally visualize everything happening exactly how they intend for it to happen when they're actually competing. Every stroke in the pool, every swing of the bat, every throw of that football. But they also visualize everything that could possibly go wrong. Carl Weika is a professor of organizational behavior at the University of, of Michigan, the University of Michigan Business School. He wrote this. He said, there is good evidence that when people are put under pressure, they regress to their most habituated ways of responding. So 
prepare for pressure. Third P is power. We have program, we have prepare. The third P is power. Assuming power over our actions, assuming power over our environments, our responses, and our results will lead to greater resilience. This is based on us adopting an internal locus of control. When we perceive that, that we're in control of what's happening in our lives, it'll come compound our resilience. It will actually counteract even a more natural leaning towards the external locus of control, the power over our actions. One of, one of my favorite studies, and I've shared this before with this community. It's one of my favorite studies, except for the fact that they used animals in the study. So we're going to forgive that for just a moment. This was done in the late 60s, so that's why. But it was related to personal power. And it was Martin Seligman who completed the study. He found that dogs, rats, mice, even large insects that received mildly painful shocks over which they had zero control would eventually just accept the shocks. They wouldn't look for a way out. They wouldn't try to stop it. They wouldn't try to move. They would just sit and accept the shocks. Why? Martin Seligman said it was learned helplessness. They believed they had no power, so they learned to be helpless. We have to do everything possible to beat this learned helplessness. The minute we begin to believe we do not control an outcome is the minute or the moment we become just that, helpless. Do not let your mind and body and emotions learn helplessness. Our resilience is built on the foundation of power and control. Now, there are certainly other habits we can work on in order to build resilience. Eating healthy builds resilience. Getting rest builds resilience. Exercising builds resilience. Developing strong relationships builds resilience. All of those things reduce stress and allow us to build and develop our programming, our preparation, our power. But let's just revisit for a moment that resilience see of children. Although it's true that their bones and bodies have perhaps a bit more elasticity than our own, more importantly at that young age, their psychological and their emotional flexibility is a model for all of us. The win here is that we can control that. There's nothing that scientifically ossifies our psyche or emotions, our experiences, our environments, our upbringing, the people we spend time with will all play a part in how flexible or how rigid we become, all of which are choices, by the way. Children are resilient as, as they have not yet built these foundations and walls and trust systems of facts and opinions and beliefs around themselves. Every time my, my daughter has fallen and gotten hurt, I have been there to make it better. She has no other belief than the fact that temporary pain will subside and her world will move forward and improve as it always has. So this allows her to take risks, like walking on that wet log. It allows her to explore, to be curious and find continued happiness in the present moment, not scared about the future pain. Children are constantly learning. They're adjusting and asking and changing. They see the world as it is for them in that very moment not as what they think it will be or what they think it should be. Yes, we need to be a child again. Perhaps the most important skill in our, our path to resilience is our ability to see reality. Too often as adults, we add filters and lenses to the current situation based on past situations, blurring and clouding of our vision. 
children stay in the present reality so well. Resilience sits on the shoulders of reality. So my challenge to you this week is wake up tomorrow morning and be a child again. <laughs>